Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Today on the podcast, we're talking with Courtney Elmer. After overcoming cancer at 25, Courtney has made it her mission to show fellow mompreneurs how to eliminate stress and feel clear, focused, and in control of their life and business. Or in other words, how to channel their inner Joanna Gaines and make it through the day without needing four cups of coffee and an entire bottle of dry shampoo. I love that. So as a wife and mom herself, she understands the pressure that comes from wearing all the hats and the frustration of feeling like there's never enough time to get to everything on the list. As a speaker and a business coach, Courtney teaches working moms how to have it all without having to do it all. So they can be more present with their families and enjoy the life that's in front of them right now. After all, stress less, live more is her motto. Courtney lives in, I don't even know how to say this, somewhere in Louisiana with her husband, Alan, their son, AJ, and their fur friends, Ace and Deuce. I love this, guys. I'm so excited to share Courtney with you on the podcast this week. Her and I connected a while back on Instagram, and I just love that platform for that capability, but I'm excited to share this interview, so let's dive on in. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you. Katie, thank you for having me. I have been looking forward to our conversation for a while. Me too. So fill our audience in on who you are and your whole journey into motherhood and business, what that's looked like. Yes. So I'm a lifestyle strategist, a speaker, and stress expert for overwhelmed mompreneurs who want to stress less and feel clear and focused and in control of their life and business. And my journey to get there has been a very interesting one. Um, it starts back in, you know, the early days of my career, which is in corporate, in sales, that corporate world of nine to five, that sales rat race, you know, and always feeling like you had to do more and work harder and work longer in order to get ahead, in order to have the success that you wanted to have. And so, you know, being young and single at the time, that's all I did. I worked, I worked nine to five, I worked nights, I worked weekends, you know, I was always a girl at the office staying there extra doing, doing more around the office to be recognized that I could be promoted, that I can make more. And, you know, I knew I wanted to own a business of my own one day, but I didn't know what that was going to look like. And um, so a few years into that, I met who my now husband, Alan, and he and I started dating, got engaged, planned our wedding. And I can remember getting like a sinus infection a couple of weeks before the wedding um, and being very, just very sick. I was in bed for a, a good couple of weeks. I mean, not a couple of weeks, a couple of days. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, this wedding just needs to be over with. It's so stressful. You know, all this planning, like wait to just get back to my normal routine. And I had just reached a point in my business where I had walked away from my nine to five job. I was, I was running my own um, sales team at the time. I had earned tons of incentives and things with the company, you know, which had trips planned that were all expense paid, the luxury car. I had one as a bonus and some thing, things that were going really, really well. And I'm like, I can't wait to get back to all of that because I don't want to lose my momentum. And here I am sick. And I feel like I'm just like down for the count and I had this wedding and we're going to be in our honeymoon. And it was just like, you know, I felt like it would be weeks before I could get back to my work. And what I didn't realize was how wrapped up my identity had become in my work. And so fast forward, we go and get through the wedding. 
go on our honeymoon, come back. And two days after our honeymoon, I'd had a follow-up doctor's appointment scheduled um, to follow up on the sinus infection I had. And I thought I was going to go in there and just get, you know, an antibiotic if I needed one, you know, and a clean bill of health, say, okay, you're good. Like go on your way. And what I got that day instead was a cancer diagnosis that came completely out of left field. And I can remember Katie sitting there in the doctor's office that day. And it was almost like one of those scenes in the movies where everything is just kind of spinning, you know, like everything just gets blurry and the voices are there, but they're distant and the actor's just kind of lost in his own thoughts. And that was me sitting in that chair. And I'm like, how did I get here? Yeah. Me? Really? And I I hardly processed it at the moment. And you're mid twenties at this point, right? Yes. 25. Yeah. 25, two days after, you know, talk about bring those uh, wedding vows to life right away in mm-hmm. sickness and in health. And I can just remember hearing the doctor tell me the prognosis and the surgery and the radiation and all the things I was going to have to do. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, what is happening right now? But also in that moment, something inside of me shifted. And I knew in my gut, even though I wouldn't have been able to put words to it at the time, I knew that I needed to do something differently and to take my life back because the stress of, you know, an exhaustion and burnout from working myself into the ground like I was, was causing me to miss out on my life, you know, and that was something that really put it in perspective was how anything can happen at any moment. Life really is short. And here I am with all of this, these beautiful things in front of me, you know, the opportunity to travel, a new husband, you know, love, you know, future family, um, just relationships, health, all of these things that I was sacrificing and missing out on because I was working Mm -hmm. and the stress from that, that was very clear in that moment had just completely taken over my life. And so fast forward again, I went through surgery, treatment, recovery, and that was the first time in my life that I was forced to slow down in a way that I had never slowed down before. And I can remember growing up, my mom would always say, anytime I got sick, like, Courtney, getting sick is God's way of slowing you down. And I'm like, mom, I don't want to hear that right now. I need to get back. I have so many things I need to do. And I was like, I hate being sick. And I just would never hear it. And of course, as soon as I got that diagnosis, like, that's what echoed in my head. And I was like, okay, God, what are you doing in my life? What is really, what is this really meant to teach me? Yeah. And so I started paying attention and started just becoming present to the moment. And saying, okay, what am I learning here? What is this meant to teach me? And that is when I started on my own journey of healing and self-discovery and self-awareness and started healing the things that were broken in my own life. You know, that stress and overwhelm was a symptom of some of these deeper issues. You know, my relationship with my mom and um, some of the beliefs I had about myself and some different things that, you know, the stress and overwhelm and burnout that I had that they were a symptom because I was hiding behind my work, hiding behind not wanting to deal with these issues in my life and, um, of course, suffering in the process. And so I started to piece all that apart and, and, and piece all that together. And in doing this, just learned that, you know, there's a different way to live. You don't have to have, you know, a sick, like you can't, it doesn't have to be either or. It doesn't have to be, well, I can be successful or I can have a life. You can have both. And so I started becoming just really in tune to that and figure out ways to bring more of both into my life. How could I have success without the stress? How could I have the success I wanted and a life I love? And so I figured out how to do that. And now, you know, when I launched my business, I'm like, I'm going to teach other women how to do the same. But the piece of my story that a lot of people didn't 
didn't realize because it hadn't happened yet. It happened a couple of years later into launching my business after launching my business was, um, I had struggled with infertility for a few years. Alan and I didn't know if we'd ever be able to have a family uh, because that was one of the, the risks of the radiation treatment was a side effect of infertility. And so I knew that I wanted a family one day, but I really didn't know. Like, I was, I'm just not ready yet. Like, I just want to, um, yeah, I want to try at some point, but not right now. I need to build my business, you know? And it was like, I, I, I wish I could say that, like, you know, I had figured it all out and had completely changed my life, but I still had that tendency to want to jump back into work. Mm-hmm. And the only thing really holding me accountable during those early years in my business was the fact that I was teaching how to stress less. So I'm like, okay, I've got to stress less myself. So that, that really kept me on the path. And then... Um, I found out completely by surprise one day that I was pregnant and it was just like, wait, what, what is going on right now? Oh my gosh. And just a couple of weeks before that, Alan and I had a conversation like, you know, if we can't start a family, will we adopt, you know, what are we going to do? And we kind of get to that point where we wanted to start talking about having a family. And two weeks later, it was like, wait, what? why am I feeling nauseous? Why do I have this headache? What is going on? You know? And, um, and so needless to say, like after the, the joy of all of that, that huge surprise settled down, I was terrified because I didn't think I was ready. And I was so afraid that being a mom would take me away from my business. And I had just gotten all everything working and everything was great and moving smoothly and it was growing and it was profitable. And I was like, okay, wait, now what's going to happen? How is this going to shift? How is this going to change? But when I tell you that after giving birth and becoming a mom, I realized what a mental load mothers who are running businesses have and the added stress that comes from being responsible, 100% responsible for another little human life that I knew in my heart in that moment who I had really been put on this earth to serve. And, and to teach. So now I work exclusively with mompreneurs who want to stress less and live more and showing them that it is possible to be present with your family and to have a profitable business and really how to take your business to the next level, you know, um, and, and how to do that in a way that doesn't take away from your family. Wow. So, so your coaching yeah. has totally been born out of your own experience. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So walk me back through when you were presented with this moment in the doctor's office and you began to heal yourself. What were those things you had to do to kind of unearth the things that were there and then begin to kind of sweep the dust out? You know what yes. I mean? Oh yeah, totally. And such a good question too. I knew like, so after going through surgery, treatment, recovery, all of that, I had gotten to a place where I'm like, okay, I really want to bring this whole dream of mine to start my own business to life. Again, still wasn't clear on what that was going to look like, but I knew I wanted to move into the coaching space and speaking because in my heart, I recognized that there were gifts and talents that I had in writing, speaking, things that were going to waste that I wasn't using and that I wanted to put to use that I knew had been given to me for a reason to help other people. And so I wanted to figure out a way to bring that into whatever type of business I was going to create. And I knew that the very first thing I needed was someone to help me figure that out because I'm like, I can't see what beyond what I can see myself. I need someone to kind of come in and help me to what, with what, what are those steps? You know, a lot of what I imagine you do with moms, helping them get their businesses started. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I looked for. I looked for a business mentor who could help me start. And let me just tell you, that was the 
single most best investment I have ever, ever, ever made. And which is why I know the work you do is so, so important because having that outside perspective to look in and help you with the strategies and just to learn what you don't know in order to get to where you want to be and to develop the confidence even to do it is huge. And so I, uh, it's kind of funny story. My husband's an engineer and so he loves spreadsheets and documents and all of these things. And he's like, all right, why don't you go interview some different business coaches, find a few that you like, and then just like break it out for me. What's the pros? What's the cons? Like, what's the investment? So I had this whole spreadsheet that I made for my husband to sit down with him and tell him, like, I'm serious about this. I want to start my business. Here's what I know. Here's what you need to know in terms of the spreadsheet. You know, will you support me in this? And of course, he's like, Absolutely. You know, he just needed to see it on paper, but, um, oh, all like that, whether they like spreadsheets like, or not. <laughs> right. Don't you just believe me? Just believe in me. I can do I, this. I, I'm just going to interrupt you and say like, yeah. whenever I hear the moms I work with, they're like, well, I've got to get my husband's, you know, his opinion. And, and I'm all for that. Cause James and I very much make decisions like that as well. But they respond to number one, is their wife like gung ho about this? Like, is there belief in your eyes when you go tell him about it? And number two, like, have you laid it out for him? Have you told him, here's the investment, here's my plan. Have you shown him, you know, how you're going to make the dollars work, you know? And, and, if you do that, if you've got the passion, you've got the, the proof, so to speak, it's just, they're, they're so ready and willing for the most part to support us. A hundred percent. I agree with that. And you know, it's interesting, like, and, and you learn this, I think being a wife over time, and if you haven't learned it yet, you will. Um, but it's that, you know, you just have to communicate in their language. So it's like he, you know, I can sat there and talk to him until I was blue in the face about this business mentor that I really wanted to hire and why she was so great. But until I showed it to him on paper and the way that he needed to see it, he would have just been like, okay, well, I, I get it. Like, you know, but then but when he saw it in a way that he needed to be communicated with in order to like really get it. And like you said, saw the belief in my eyes and saw how convicted I was. And he was like, absolutely do it. Like, that's it. And I'm like, just like you and your husband, you know, we do the same thing where it's like, no matter what it is, I'll sit down and run it by him at least to tell him like, this is what it is. This is why I'm doing it. This is why I think it's a smart move and get his opinion too, because I value that. Want and, the um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's just so funny though, because it's like, that is, and, it, and you know what? I think it does not to go on too much of a tangent here, but I think it does hold a lot of women back thinking that they need that yeah. um, in order to validate their dreams. Yeah, you know, yes, you may, you, yes, you need the support from your husband. Yes. You want to be on the same page with your spouse. Absolutely. But you don't need anyone to validate your dreams. Your dreams are yours. Like step into that power, you know, and embrace that because those have been put on your heart for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So where were we? <laughs> where were we? <laughs> so we're talking about what steps I knew I had to take to kind of like start healing yeah. my life. So that was really the main one was hiring a business mentor who could help me see what I couldn't see on my own. And you, at that point, had no idea your niche, had no idea like who you wanted to serve, the message, none of that. None of it. You vaguely had like a idea of like the industry being coaching. Mm -hmm. That was it. Yep. And I knew I wanted to speak and that was it. (laughs) That was it. That's all I knew. But really from there, I just continued to follow my heart and what, what felt right. What felt, you know, the more I discovered about myself and recognized about myself, the more I knew and the more it became clear who I was meant to serve and what I was meant to do and how I was meant to use the talents that I had to help others. So to give you an example and kind of put that in concrete terms, like I remember sitting at one of the live events that my business mentor was hosting 
and just journaling all these ideas about like topics that I knew about. And I'm like, oh, I could talk about this. I know about this. I know about this. And then she just kind of looked at me and was like, Courtney, stress. Like, do you not know about that? You know, and it was like, it just took someone looking from the outside going like, well, wait a second. Yes. You know, this is something you so could teach on. And that would be so helpful to so many people, but it's something, you know, inside and out, because not only have, or, you know, you can study it and learn about it, which I went on to do, but you've lived it already. Mm-hmm. And so that anchors it, you know? And so it was really just the self, like the more self-discovery and the more self things I became aware of, the more it translated into my business. And I was able to, to use that you know, to help others. So. so when you first kind of picked that as your expertise, was there any like imposter syndrome, syndrome type thoughts that started to creep in? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I was just like, who am I to be, you know, she's like, you just, you're an expert on this. I'm like, I'm not an expert. Who are you to say that I'm an expert? I'm not an expert, you know, and just all of these, these beliefs and these doubts that what I had was really valuable and that what I had was really marketable and that what I had would even make a difference in someone's life. I mean, all the things I had learned, I knew made a difference in my life. So I imagined that if I taught other people the same thing, it would make a difference in their life. But I hadn't seen proof of that yet. You know, I hadn't actually gotten out there and put it out there and, and created a product or marketed anything. So I really, it was really just an idea. Yeah. But that was a huge growing experience in and of itself was actually getting that out there and seeing what a huge need there is and really just taking the action steps. You know, that action does breed clarity in a lot of ways. And I think clarity, you know, you already know what's in your heart. Clarity is already there. You just got to uncover it and the action helps you uncover it. So like, that's my belief on clarity. And that's how mm-hmm. I've noticed that to be true in my own life. You know, the things that were already in my heart that I was already meant to do in ways I was meant to serve. I figured out as I took action. So true. Oh my gosh. So true. Mm -hmm. So what was that first thing you got out to the world when you started your business? It was a live workshop. I had decided that I was going to do a live workshop and sell a three-day mastermind retreat. And at the time, I wasn't really thinking to do anything you know, digitally or anything like that. I was like, I want to get there at some point. But right then and there, it was like, I knew that I just wanted to be in a room with other women. So you were doing more local business advertising. Yep. yep. Yeah. More local at the time. And, um, and so I did. I went, the, what I did was I called every single woman in my phone. Because at the time, I was like, just female, just women in business, female entrepreneurs. And, um, and so I was like, I'm just going to fill the room. I mean, I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to fill the room and I'm going to talk to them about stress and some of the massive mistakes that I've seen, you know, women make and that's keeping them stuck. And we'll just go from there. I'll make them an offer about this retreat and we'll just see what happens, you know? And I had a framework for it. My business mentor gave me a framework, but I'd never done it before. I'd never yeah. run it live. And so I did, I went through my cell phone, I pulled it out and I'm like, okay, my contacts, who, who can I make a list of? And I literally got on the phone and called every single one of them personally invited them to attend, created an event on Facebook, hyped it up, got people in the room. I think I probably had about 10 people come that day, um, which I had no expectations because I was like, I don't really even know what to expect. I'm just going to do it. You know, if it's two people, if it's 20, if it's 200, I think I think I had about 10. And I remember just presenting to them, you know, and I felt so good. I felt so alive. Like I was just like, this is it. This is what I'm meant to be doing. It was just like, it all felt so right. And, um, about half of the room was very interested in the retreat. I had a couple of people sign up on the spot that day. Others I followed up with who eventually wound up, you know, registering and coming. And so it was like, it proved to me by taking that action, like I can do this. 
this is possible and this this is really cool you know to feel like you're really following your dreams and following your heart that's awesome so after that you did the live retreat was there Mm -hmm. what was the kind of the next step did you ever did you take it online at that point yes so i'm actually in the process of taking it online right now um, which is super exciting for me and just because i know now that i know what i'm doing and now that i know well who of us knows really what we're doing we're always learning (laughs) but now that i have a better idea of who i serve and how i serve them i'll say it that way um i figured out you know a way that i could take it online and digitally in a way that would be very beneficial. Um, I've taken a lot of online courses. I've been part of a lot of online experiences. And I think there's a couple of things missing from a lot of stuff that's out there, um, but that are very vital to success. One of those being a live coaching element. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the way I'm bridging the gap because I'm really, I'm great in person. I love that connection. Like I love yeah. being on Zoom and video and you know chatting with people and really having that connection. And so to take the offline experience and bring it online, you know, as if you're sitting there in a room with me, is really my vision for how this course is going to come together. And I'm super, super excited about it. But, I love that. I mean, yeah. my, even my course, technically it's DIY, but you get so much like one-on-one like feedback through the group. There's coaching mm-hmm. available that mm-hmm. it's more of an experience is what I call it. Yes. So it is just, it's the way I, I had a lot of industry leaders like tell me, oh, that's not, you, it just needs to be a DIY, DIY course. But I kept realizing the way I want to serve women, it, I need to be there. I need to be on the other end of the camera talking, getting to know them, hearing their story and, and helping them pull out their brilliance. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's great that you've kind of tapped into your ideal, how you like to work and how you like to serve and you're not compromising on that. Yeah, and beautiful. I'm so happy to hear you say that as well because I think that is something that is sorely lacking yeah. in the digital space, you know, and you're right. You hear so many marketers say, nope, it needs to be DIY. And even my mentor has said that, like, well, you're not going to create as much leverage. You're like, you can do it this way, but you're not going to be as leveraged, you know, and I'm like, okay, okay. At the end of the day, what is it about? What is it about? Is it about leverage and making millions? If it is, okay, great, go that way. Exactly. But at the end of the day, if it's about transformation and connection, then do what you need to do to have more of that, you know? And yeah, that's why I I really, I agree with you. Following your heart in business is, it's, that's everything because that's, what's going to keep you in alignment and keep that fire lit under you, you know, because you'll be thriving on what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, so good. So I want to go into a little bit more about your process and how you work with your clients and kind of what that transformation actually looks like for them. Yes. So I've developed something called the stressless system. And the reason this was born was because one of the things that I have heard so often from my clients is, well, Courtney, I'm so stressed. Just tell me how to fix it. Like, what do I need to do? What do I need to, like, what steps do I need to take? And all of these things where it's like, how do I fix it? And, and what they're not realizing, what they're saying in that is, what else do I need to add to my list to check off in order to fix this problem, you know? And so in my years of working with clients, I've noticed that it's not about the how as much as it is the why. Why do you want to fix it? Let's start there. You know, why is the stress showing up for you? Why is this overwhelm showing up for you? Getting rid of stress and overwhelm, it's, it's an inside job and it starts from within. So it's not just about the mindset. It's not just about the strategy. It's about both and how they integrate with one another. So really the process that I take people through is first identifying that, you know, where's the stress and overwhelm coming from? Because it's always a symptom of a deeper cause, you know, for an example, it's not the laundry. There's something else 
beneath that, right? Yes. That's a very basic example, but maybe use it to explain that a little bit further. Yes. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's always, did you say laundry? Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. And then I thought you said launch. I was like second guessing myself in my head. Launch, <laughs> But I thought it was laundry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the laundry. I mean, yes, the laundry needs to get done and yes, it'd be nice to have clean clothes folded perfectly all the time in your drawers. And that's like off your mind in a way, but it's really about, you know, what are the things in my life that I feel stressed by, mm-hmm. you know, is it the laundry or is it the fact that I feel like I don't have time to get to it? And that's frustrating to me. Or that you're failing as a mom. Yes. Uh-huh. I was going to say that next, you know, is it the fact that the dishes aren't, you know, are dirty stacked in the sink or is it that, you know, I'm failing as a mom because I don't have dinner on the table in time and my house isn't clean, yeah. you know, or is it really that, you know, uh, my Instagram following is only a thousand followers or 500 or like not the number I want it to be. Or is it really that, you know, um, I'm afraid that the work that I'm doing, you know, isn't, it doesn't matter to people, you know, and figuring out what the deeper issue yeah. is behind the stress and also learning to pay attention to the stress because it's our body's mechanism of saying, Hey, something's going on, like pay attention, you know? So as soon as you start to notice that then stress and overwhelm actually becomes your friend because anytime you start to notice it in your life, you're like, okay, wait, what's going on here to cause this? And you can treat that and the stress and overwhelm goes away. Yeah. The way I would, would say it is it's like, we're putting our identity into metrics that no one really cares about. They're really like things that don't matter. And our husband, like my husband's really good at this, where I'm like spilling to him what's stressing me out or overwhelming me right now. And he's like, that really doesn't matter. You know, the laundry's on the floor. If it bothers you, let's pick it up and let's fold it right now. Like, let's solve the problem. They're so practical, aren't they? Like, I'm like, I just want to cry. Just let me cry for a second, you know. But I just think when we put our identity, I'm not a good mom because there's laundry on the floor. I'm not a good mom because my kids have played with by themselves for the last 30 minutes while I've sent an email or something. Like, when we're putting identity into, like, these random bogus metrics that aren't even real. Yes. And here's the thing. When you assign meaning to something, that is the meaning that you're going to, is going to be for you. So you could, but the, the beauty is you can assign whatever meaning you want to something. So just like you said, stop assigning meaning to it or putting your identity in the fact that like, you know, you're a bad mom because the laundry's on the floor and start saying, no, actually the laundry's on the floor because I'm a great mom. I'm over here playing with my kids, building my dreams, supporting my family and the laundry is clean. You can pull the clean clothes out of the pile and it'll get folded on the weekend, whatever. You know what I mean? You can assign whatever meaning you want to it. And I think that's one of the keys is we got to start paying attention, more attention to the meaning that we're assigning to things um, mm. because it doesn't always mean that. Mm, and it could right. mean something different, you know? Yeah. What do you want it to mean for you? That's that the question. True. So once we identify that, how do we begin to shift we just, is it just literally, we're just, we just seen that. Like, do you have a practice that you take people through for that? Yes. So that's really the first step is getting clear on that, understanding that it starts from within. Then after that, it's about dreaming it. What do you want your life to look like? What does balance look like for you? Let's define it. Let's get clear. So you dream it, define it, then you map it out. That's when the strategy piece comes in. Okay. Now that we're clear on where we're going, now that we're clear on the definitions of what success, balance, focus, productivity, look like for me and my family and my unique business, then we can map it out and say, okay, now what are the strategies and the action steps to get there to achieve it? So that's it. That's the roadmap, you know, but it starts from within. And then it, then you take that 
from inside out, you know, to reflect everywhere else in your life. Would you be willing to share an example of like one um, belief issue and then the dream and then the map, what that strategy would look like to, to just handle. I don't know if it's that simple, but you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I can give you an easy one. So let's just say balance. I was actually writing an article on this earlier for a mom's blog um, and, and a little mini series that I'm doing next week on this topic as well. Cause that's something that as moms, we feel like oh, I'm balanced. I need more balance, right? Between family and work and between just my life and my business and whatever the balance is. I just need to find balance. Well, here's the problem. Balance doesn't exist. Yeah. Our culture tries to make us believe that it exists. Actually, let me back up for a second. Our culture tries to make us believe that in order to have more, we have to do more. And then tries to punish us and criticize us that we don't have enough, that we don't have balance. So if we're constantly following what the world is saying to do, then of course we're always going to feel frustrated because we're going to be doing, 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 doing. While on the other side, hearing that, well, no, you need to find balance. You need to be more balanced. Like, find balance. Like, it's just, you need balance in your life. Okay, well, how do I even get that? What, what? Like, what does that even look like? And I think that is the problem is that so many mompreneurs are chasing this elusive ideal of balance without ever having to find what it looks like for them. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it starts is, first of all, just recognizing whatever the belief is or whatever the issue is, right? In this case, balance. I don't have balance. I feel stressed. I want more balance. Okay. But is it really about balance? And if it is, and if you want a life that's more integrated, maybe where you feel like, you know, your time is being spent, um, in, in a way that's, you know, equal proportions, you know, time with my family, time for work, time to do all the things I want to do. Then the next step is to define that, you know, what does a balanced life look like for you? Because what it's going to look like for you is going to be different than what it looks like for me and different than, you know, a mompreneur in your Facebook group community who might be, you know, running a different business and have a different type of family lifestyle than you. So defining what that is for you and getting clear on that, because you already know what it is inside. It's just about uncovering it and getting clear and then mapping out the process to do it. And so many times we do that backwards where we're like, I need more balance. What are the action steps I can take to have more balance when we don't even really know what that balance looks like? So how can you possibly have the right action steps to take to get there? You know, you might just be following whatever so-and-so says to do because that's how it worked for them. But really it's about figuring out how it works for you. So defining what balance is, then mapping out those action steps and then doing it, then just following the plan that you lay out for yourself. Does that help? Is that a good example? Yes. And what I was going to say is that I just love your method and how it's not like, I'm going to tell you the exact cookie cutter way you should go about making sure you don't have stress. Because that, if we can go on another little rant, that is another little thing I see in the online courses and coaching world is that there's a lot of people sitting there saying, you've got to build it like this. And that's just, it's not possible. It's not feasible. It's not going to be in alignment with you. And I just, I love that you're teaching moms that because it's not, it's not, you're going to buy into my system, my, my specific way of managing my life or my specific way of managing my stress or yours or anything. It's just, how can you identify what you're struggling with? What, um, you know, I, I lost your second point, but you know, basically coming up with your own roadmap for your life. Yes. You know, that actually just gave me an inspiration. Instead of the stressless system, I really should change it to your stressless system. Because you're right. I mean, that is what it's about. Yeah. That is. It's very customizable. Because that's the other thing. Like, and you're right. In our culture and in just the digital marketing world, it's just like there's so many people out there saying, well, you've got to do it this way to be successful. 
Yeah. Or you got to do it this way to be successful. And so we're wasting all of our time doing it that person's way or that person's way or that person's way to be successful and feeling completely out of alignment the entire time because it's not our way. You know, what, yeah. what might work for one person is not necessarily what might work for you. Bits and pieces of it might, but their life is different than yours. And so you've got to define what, looks, what it looks like for you. And that's why, you know, my clients first come to me and they're like, just show me what to do. I'm like, we can't start there because we don't know what to do yet. We got to define it first. So that's super annoying. <laughs> right in the middle of this interview, Zoom, my internet, the way we all operate our businesses, decided to cut out Oh my gosh. So thankfully, Courtney's point ended on a good note. And it's not going to be terribly awkward to uh, edit, but I was terribly awkward as we tried to come back into the conversation from my phone because mom's got to do what a mom's got to do. The kids were napping. This podcast interview had to get finished. Um, So the audio is going to sound a lot different. I'm going to sound awkward for the first half a second, but bear with us and let's get back to that interview. I love that. I am curious. You've said stress. You've said overwhelm. Is there a difference? And what does that look like if, as far as you would define it? You know, I don't think I've ever been asked that before. I like this question. Stress <laughs> and overwhelm, I see as two sides of the same coin. You know, stress and overwhelm are both symptoms. We've touched on this a little bit, you know, that they're symptoms of a deeper issue. But I think it's also our body's way and our mind's way of telling us that we need to pay attention and seek out a different way of doing things because the way that we're doing things is leading to stress and overwhelm. Now, the way that stress and overwhelm show up, what makes them different is that it shows up differently for each person. So for example, for me, stress and overwhelm, usually when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm looking at my to-do list, I'm feeling this internal pressure of not having enough time to get it all done. And I feel like, oh my gosh, when am I going to find time to do it all? Well, there's just too much to do. And it's like these feelings of overwhelm creep in. For my husband, Alan, he is like the most calm person you've ever met. Like, I don't think he's ever felt overwhelmed in his life. But if it does, if stress or overwhelm shows up for him, he usually kind of draws within, you know, like, whereas for me, I'm like venting it to him. And I'm like, I just don't have time, you know, and it's like this whole like word vomit of all the things that I have to do onto him. He actually is the opposite where he internalizes it all. So for him, stress and overwhelm, he might feel that, but he doesn't vocalize it as much, or maybe it just shows up and feeling, you know, the pressure to complete projects that work on a deadline or whatever that might be for him. Yeah. So I think what's important to notice here is a couple of things. One, stress and overwhelm is going to look different for everyone, but even though it looks different for everyone across the board, it's always a symptom of something deeper going on and an indicator that, okay, it's time to change the way I'm doing things to get a different result. Yeah, that's so good. So well answered. Take me through what you would tell your pre-mom self. If you could tell yourself one thing, what would you tell? Oh gosh, I would just be like, girl, relax, relax, relax. It's it's okay. It's all going to be okay. You're not going to crash the bus just because the laundry didn't get switched over today. You know, you're not a bad mom just because you had to order takeout tonight. Like it's okay. Figure out what's important and focus on that, you know, because I think coming in, you know, before being a mom, I had this expectation that I was going to be a perfect parent. I'm just going to be the most perfect parent there ever was. But then it was like, wait, now I'm a mom and there is no such thing, you know, and there never will be like, 
you're not going to ruin your kid just because, you know, you made a mistake and, oh my gosh, yeah, I suddenly had a little bit of milk, you know, before he's one years old and it's not, it's not dairy yet. Or, you know, that just because you wanted to sit there and finish your coffee that morning, you let him play a little longer in his crib than maybe you should have, you know? And I'm guilty of these things, but I don't even like to use the word guilty because it's like, no, that's just reality. That's It's okay. Stop being so rigid about it being a certain way. Stop setting these expectations for yourself that only you are putting that pressure on yourself for. Just focus on what's important. Spend more time with the people you love. Those are the moments you can't ever get back. And for me, especially, you know, even having had the, the health experience that I went through and my journey through cancer, like life really is short. And for all of you listening, I don't want you to have to have that serious of a wake up call to recognize that. Just own the fact that we only have the moment that's in front of us. So use it well, use it well. So good. So normally I ask a question about what's your favorite mom hack or something, but I really want to ask, is there some kind of routine, a ritual, maybe it's journaling, like what does it look like? Something that our audience can take today and begin to implement kind of in their day to ground themselves, I guess, is kind of what I'm thinking. Yes. Yes. So this is something that I teach all of my clients to do. I'm going to let you in on a little inside secret here. And it's very simple and you can do it in five minutes every morning. When you get out of bed in the morning, what I want you to do is, you know, pour your coffee, get your water, whatever you need to do, sit down. I want the very first thing that you do in the morning to sim- is to simply breathe. Not to meditate, not to do anything, you know, not to sit there and journal, not to do do anything. You're just going to sit there and breathe. And all you're going to do for five minutes is breathe in and breathe out and focus on your breath. And I personally like to just like fold my hands as if I'm praying and just put them right underneath my nose so that I can feel that breath moving in and moving out. And this is such a simple practice, but it is so profoundly powerful because how you start your day is how your entire day is going to go. And so most of us, we're thinking about all the things on our list. We're trying to get up and get stuff done before the kids are up and get all the house together and get organized. And, you know, if your kids are older, like getting lunches and stuff together when you go to school or maybe sitting down and trying to tackle business tasks, check emails before they wake up. And so we start our day from this rushed place. And so our body gets the signal like, okay, I've got to be rushed to go about this day. And so no wonder we go to bed exhausted at night and feeling just like, oh my gosh, I just jumped from one thing to the next all day because you did. So instead you want to start your day the way that you're, you want your entire day to flow. And so if you want your day to be more peaceful and relaxed and where you feel like you're just kind of moving from one thing to the next, instead of like hurriedly jumping over here and over there and doing all the things, then start your day that way. And the best way I've found to do this, which is the most simple, and I love it because you don't have to even do anything. You just sit there and breathe, is to just sit there and breathe for five minutes. That is so good. You guys, if you're listening to this and you're going to try this with me and Courtney and everybody else on the Ambitious Motherhood podcast, screenshot the show, tag us on Instagram, and let us know. We would love to, let's just call this like the morning breath challenge or something. I don't know. Yes. So, so awesome. So simple. And just, I mean, we've got five minutes. We can just sit and be. Yes. Yes. And I, you know, it's so funny because, um, 
the, the days and I'm not perfect. I don't do this every day. And the days that I don't, I notice, (laughs) boy, do I notice. And so just from personal experience, it has been such, it's made such an impact. Um, I definitely notice when I don't do it. And so now I make an effort to do it every single morning, because like you said, it's five minutes. We all have five minutes, especially if it's going to set our day up for success. That's so good. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. So the last question I've got for you is what's the best book you've read? And then what are you, what do you have in the queue that you're excited about reading next? Oh my gosh. So many books. <laughs> I mean, like I don't have bookshelves enough for all the books I've read and there's so many good ones, but you know, one that was just in recent memory and that I would say it's definitely among the top of my list is it's called one beautiful dream. It's by Jennifer, Jennifer Fulweiler. And she is a mom of six. She's a radio show host. She's a speaker. She's a comedian and a writer. And she, in this book, she tells the story of what it's like to run a business and be a mom. And let me tell you, you read this book and you're just laughing to yourself because it's just so real and you just identify with everything she says. And some of the points she makes in the book are so beautiful, just shifting the beliefs around, you know, having to either have your family all together or have a successful business and what it's, what it's, it's how it's possible to have both and how it's possible to pursue your passion without it taking away from your family. And, and one of the, and I'm not going to quote this exactly, but she says something along the lines of, you know, you don't have to go bury your passions just to raise your family. You can let your family be the garden in which your passions grow. And she just talks about this and tells the story of how to do that in her book. So I highly recommend it would be a perfect read for everyone listening. Who's a mom running a business that is just, you know, it's relatable. It's hilarious. And, and so profound. Oh, that's good. That's such a good visual. The garden. I love it. Yes. Isn't it? I love it. I love it. And then let's see up and coming books that I'm excited to read. You know, I've had on my Amazon list for a long time, the road back to you, the uh, Enneagrams one. And I have just heard so many good things about that. And I'm pretty sure I already know what my number is like without even having to read the book just based on what I know that's like most like me, but I'm just like, I'm always into just self-discovery and learning more about how I work because I know that when I'm working to my fullest potential and you know, with what the way I'm wired and designed uh, that I'm going to have better output. So I think that one is one I'll order next. That one's good. I listened to that one on Audible and it was good on Audible, but I kind of want to physically see it. So it's mm-hmm. probably going to be one I also buy down the road mm-hmm. and read it. I'm t- I like to just like either make little notes or little marks in the margins. Like I'm, ugh, I'll be one of those girls that like probably reads books, like the real thing just till I'm old. Like, I don't think I'll ever be able to get on the digital book now oh, an audio book occasionally. Mostly I listen to podcasts. But um, yeah. unlike you, where sometimes you just need to see it. Like you just need that tangible, tangible aspect of it. Exactly. Well, this has been amazing. There's so many nuggets that my audience can grab and implement into their life. And I'm so thankful for you for sharing that. Will you let everybody know how we can connect with you and what you've got coming up next? Yes. And thank you so much too, for having me on. I've so enjoyed our conversation. This has been awesome. I, uh, I, you can, I'm super social on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Courtney Elmer underscore. 
on Facebook in my private community for mompreneurs, the Stressless Tribe, and my website, CourtneyElmer.com. Actually, on my website, too, if you're really curious to find out, speaking of like self-discovery and learning more about yourself, I have a really fun quiz on there you can take to discover what your productivity personality is to help you feel more focused, clear, and productive. So feel free to check that out. Thanks for joining us on today's show. If you enjoyed today's show, I would love for you to screenshot this episode on your phone, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag our guest and myself. You can tag me at Katie Fleming. I would love to hear your ahas that you have as you're listening and get to know you better on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe and we will see you on the next episode.